Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Are we ready? Now we can take off, eh? How many are expectant? How was this month so far? Teaching believers' authority. Exercising our authority. The first, is it the... Yes, I think that was the second week. Uh, part one, I was talking about our source of authority. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26 to 28, where God says, Let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. In other words, God wanted to exclude himself from affairs of this world. He wanted to give you full authority here on earth. You as an individual. Full authority. Do whatever you want with that power. Gave to Adam and Eve. Naming animals, do whatever. He had finished. God, because God had finished everything, creating everything. He gave them authority and power. But what happened? Then Satan was watching to say, oh my God, this is too much for a human being. I want that thing. How can I get? That is when the devil tried to trick them. Took the authority. Using what? Food. Tempted using food. He lied. Say, eat of this thing. And you shall be wise. They submitted to, to the authority of the devil. The whole authority to the devil. They gave him power. They gave the devil. After they ate, disobeying God, they obeyed the devil. This thing of eating. The devil, I mentioned to say, the devil does not change his schemes. He uses the same trick. Same Modus operandi, same way, same toolbox that he used in Adam and Eve. He's still using the same thing today. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These three things. All temptation, they fall into these three groups. In Genesis chapter 25, if you read from verse number 31, I think. 30 to 31, about Esau and Jacob. Esau had to sell his birthright to Jacob because of what? Food. He says, I am dying. Say, my brother, I am dying. And then Jacob wanted something from Esau that he could not even get. He wanted that thing. Then he says, my brother, if you want me to give you this soup, sell me your birthright first. The Bible says, and Esau despises his birthright. He says, what is birthright to me? Yeah, Esau sells his birthright. Now Jacob cooked a stew. And Esau came in from the field and he said, 
and he was weary. Next verse. Media team, are we starting? Okay, a bit slow. Oh, okay. All right, maybe let me read from. Okay, he said, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Next verse. That's verse number 30, is it? Okay. Okay, let me just read from here. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. It's a very, very sad story. Because the blessings of God were connected to, were supposed to go to, to Esau the firstborn. But this thing that they did, whether it was a secret place, it changed everything. He saw this birthright. That was the issue of the devil. These are the things that we are talking about. The devil using same tricks, temptation of food. When you are tempted in your flesh, as young people, you are in a relationship. As a child of God, do not sell your birthright to fulfill the desire of the flesh. That is only for a moment. Because if you submit to the temptation of the devil, you yield to the temptation of the devil, you have submitted your authority and power to the devil. And he becomes your master. When you try to rebuke him, he will not agree with you. After that, he begins to control you. You become a slave to the devil. Why? Because you allowed it yourself. When problems start happening now, God will be just watching because he gave you authority and then you decided to sell it to the, to the enemy. You gave it to the devil. It was a willing thing. Even up to today, the devil is still tempting people because he wants to get something from you. It's not a new thing. It hasn't started with you. It started a long time ago in the Garden of Eden. He even went to Jesus. Same thing. If you are the son of God, change these stones into bread. Same thing. Eating again. Are you hearing me? 
So we were talking, that was the first week, we were talking, yeah, the second week, we were talking about these things. But we thank God for our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God for his grace. When that authority was lost, humanity needed a savior. Someone to get back that authority from the enemy, the devil, and hand back to us, the church. God could not come down from heaven and take it from the devil by force because God is spirit. This earth is for humanity, anyone with a with a body. A spirit cannot is not allowed to operate here without a body. So God had to come up with a way. Anyone who was born of Adam was already born contaminated with sinful nature in them. Don't need to teach them how to sin. Little kids, you don't need to teach them. As long as they are in this flesh, when they are born in, in this age, you find them already, they start lying. <laughs> no one taught them to lie. It's an inborn thing. Until at a time when they have to decide to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. That was the same thing. This is the reason why Jesus was born out of a seed, not from a seed of Adam. Because that one was contaminated already. Programmed to sin. So there was a seed outside Adam. Direct from God. Came to Mary. Hallelujah. When she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, she conceived. She bore a son called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not from the seed of Adam. Are you hearing me? So, Jesus Christ had to grow in the flesh, grow in spirit. He conquered the devil. He took back the authority. And also, he gave the authority now back to the church, to us, me and you. So, when I ask you, do you have the authority now as a believer? Yes. Why? Where, where am I getting this from? Luke chapter 14, chapter 17, from verse number 7, is it uh, Luke 10, 17 to 19. Say, behold, I give you authority. This is Jesus. Say, behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He's not talking about animals, but he's talking about these are principalities, devils. Hallelujah. We are given the authority because Jesus said it. Behold, I give you authority. I give you power. Hallelujah. In Matthew 10, if you read from verse number 7 going downwards, he said, All authority. Actually, that's Matthew 20, that's Matthew 28, the last chapter. All authority in heaven and here on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go into the whole world. Make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. That was Jesus Christ. He gave us authority. That authority is delegated authority. We mentioned to say, just like the Prime Minister of Australia has given the power 
and authority to the officers, the police. Hallelujah. When they stop you, you stop because you know that uniform they wear has got um, the government authority upon them. Hallelujah. That's the same authority that God has given us here. I like it in Matthew 10, verse 20, I think 7 and 8, going downwards. He said, when you preach, when you go out there, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, hallelujah, raise the dead. That is the power, the manifestation of God given to us. He did not say he is going to do it for us. He did not say that. He did not say, he did not say, ah, I will raise. He says, you, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. He's talking about us, you and me. Hallelujah. But I know religious people will not understand this. Have you heard people praying? Oh, God, heal this person. Heal this person. Oh, God, if it is your will, heal this person. We are praying a prayer amiss because God has given, he said, I have given you power already to deal with these issues. Why do you now call upon me again? Just like Moses. He was in a difficult position. He finds himself the Red Sea in front of him. Egyptians are coming. He started crying to God. God says, Moses, why are you crying to me? I have given you the authority power. You have this stuff in your hand. Stretch forth. <laughs> so that's it. I mentioned a statement to say we are better than Moses. You and me, you are better than Moses. Why? Because Moses lived at a time before the Holy Spirit was given. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Haven't we received the Holy Ghost? Therefore, the power is with you. What you need to know is just to exercise the authority. Learn to exercise the authority. See someone who seeks in the name of Jesus. Devil, come out of, him, of this person. If it, that, that does not happen, don't worry about it. Don't stop. Because you grow in authority. You grow in power. You, but you need to start practicing it. Hallelujah. You don't grow muscles by one day when you go to the gym and then the next thing you want to, you want to challenge someone who has been working out for, for, I don't know, 50 years. You don't grow muscles in one day. You can't run a marathon in one day. I was trying to run a few days ago. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> in my neighborhood, I think I did half a, I mean, meters, I think it's not even a kilometer. <laughs> So I was following my boys, they went the scooters, and they, they were already in front of me. I was like, hey, this thing, I need to start practicing more. So it's, it's you know, you start gradually. If you want to do one kilometer tomorrow, start small, small. You do one kilometer, the next thing you do two, you, you keep on going. Is it, does that, it works, right? Yeah, yeah, so it works. Even when you're doing weights, you don't start with uh, 60, you know. You start with that bar with no, no weights, a little bit. And then you keep on adding. 
But one thing that if you stop again, I noticed one some few years ago. That was last year. I think I stopped for a while. When I tried to go back, I, was, I could not even lift what I was. I was like, what is happening? It needs consistency. Practice more and more. Hallelujah. So this authority has been given to us. We need to exercise it. Talk to the devil to say, devil, you are not going to touch my children. And you are not going to touch me again. Why? Because greater is he who is inside of me. I'm talking about Christ. Than you, Satan. You're already defeated. Talk to the devil. When you see his trace, challenge him. It doesn't mean those things, they will not challenge you. They will challenge you. They will try you. They will try your children. They will try your marriage. You can't just accept anything to say this is part of life. No. Refuse. Part 2, I was talking about Mark, Mark chapter 11 where we said exercising our authority. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, he spoke a word in a very calm way. He was looking for fruit. He just saw there was nothing. He says, no one shall eat of you again. Then he went away. That very day, this, the tree started drying up. Disciples were amazed. Oh, master, look. The fig tree that you cursed is already dry. How did he respond? He said, you believe. You shall say to this mountain. If you believe, you shall say to this mountain. Not Jesus. You shall say to this mountain. You shall say to your problem. Be move and it shall move. Hallelujah. Not anyone speaking for you. Not God, not calling upon God to come and remove your mountain for you. You shall say to this mountain, move and it shall move. You shall say to this disease, be healed. Leave my children. You shall speak it. Whatever you bind here on earth, it is bound in heaven. Say with your mouth. You shall command sicknesses. You shall bind Satan to say, devil, I bind you. you bind not, saying, not, not saying Jesus, not saying God, please bind Satan for me. You shall say it as a child of God. Because that level of authority has been given to us. You shall bind the devil. Whatever you bind here on earth, it is bound in heaven. Hallelujah. Power of your words. Exercise your authority. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So you shall command things. Don't look at your, you know, your level and say, ah, but at my level, I think, um, I don't think I will be able to command these things. They are too hard for me. No. You can say it. Don't worry whether they move or, you know, the, the very day when the fig tree was cursed, it appears as if it was still fresh green. But after some days, what happened? It dried up. So you can speak to a situation, your mountain, to say even your sickness. Speak to say, I curse you out of my body. Even if the pain is still there, don't worry. In the spirit is done. Start celebrating. Even those things that you were not eating before, go for it. Eat. Hallelujah. That is faith. You know it is done. Settled already. Hallelujah. 
Because the reality I mentioned to say, we are fighting against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Demons, serious stuff. They don't die by using, uh, is it uh, atomic weapons or, or machine guns, AK-47. They don't die. You can't shoot them. You can't bomb them. But <laughs> you can use, put on the armor of God. Hallelujah. The Bible gives you the formula there. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10, going downwards. Put on the whole armor of God. Use the word of God. Hallelujah. Challenge the devil by the word of God. He comes to you. He lies to you to say you are sick. You are going to die. The doctors will speak to you. You are going to die. We are giving you six months. You, you will be deleted from here. <laughs> and then you look into the word of God. What is God saying? You were healed 2,000 years ago. Then you start celebrating. I was healed. I am free. That is your confession. Even if the pain is still there, speak it. Confess it with your mouth. Speak healing to yourself. Hallelujah. You may sound mad. You may sound as if you, you know, you know, talking to yourself, sometimes people will be wondering what's happening to you. But you are fixing, fixing stuff in the spiritual. Hallelujah. David says, I'm not going to die, but I will live. Do you think that time when you were speaking that statement, everything was all right? No. He was actually surrounded with death. It was appearing as if there was no hope. But he spoke life. The Bible says, behold, I've said before you, life and death. But choose life. So whatever you, every statement, every word that you speak, if you speak death, it's going to follow. If you speak life, it's going to, you're going to receive life. Because in the spirit, words are substance. They are not empty. They are substance. Just like God when he created the world. How did he create? He said, let there be light. And there was light. Are you hearing me? So I'm just trying to recap so that for the sake of people who are, who are not here. Hallelujah. And also this will help us so that we know what we, things to pray for. Because there are things that were already given to us. And we keep on praying for them. That is praying amiss. Hallelujah. I think it was it two weeks ago, Prophet was also sharing how we, we increase in authority. I listened to that message online. If you haven't, please, I will encourage you to, to listen to that message online. He was saying the key to increase in authority is humility. Is humility. He mentioned to say, Authority is not static to say, now that you have received authority, it doesn't mean that you can exercise authority on over everything. You may conquer some things, but you grow in authority. Some things will start resisting you. If cancer is resisting you at that particular level, continue to exercise. Don't worry. Don't be discouraged. If you can exercise your authority over flu, that's okay. You can progress to another level. Hallelujah. 
you grow in authority. Even Jesus, the Bible mentioned, he was also mentioned to say Jesus grew in authority. At some stage, they were trying to, you know, he was talking about healing. There was a woman who was out of, outside Israel. She came to Jesus looking for healing. That time, Jesus had not died. So his authority was only limited to Israel. You see? And Jesus said, no, 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 woman. <laughs> I cannot take what belongs to the children, the bread for the children, and give to dogs. Because, you know, the Jews used to see other people outside as dogs. No. And she was persistent to say, no, no, no. Even dogs, they eat from the master, from crumbs that fall from the master's table. Because that time Jesus had commanded his disciples to say, no, don't go to the Gentiles. You know, your authority is limited to this, to this area, to the Jews only. But when he died, he conquered the devil. He took the keys of death, hallelujah, from the devil. That is when he mentioned a statement to say, all authority now has been given to me in heaven and here on earth. Therefore, I give you this authority back to you. That time, his authority was for over every domain. In heaven and here on earth. Including Australia. Hallelujah. Including Africa. Hallelujah. That's the same authority that we now have. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? That's what he was talking about. So today, I'm not going to take long. Part three, we are going to, to say, take what's yours. Take what's yours. What are we talking about? Ephesians chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, talks about the things that God has done for us. Are we hearing that? Talks about things that God has done for us. So now, once you know those things that God has done for us, you don't have to pray for them. You don't have to ask God for them. What do you do? You claim them. You take them. They are yours. Hallelujah. It's different from begging God. This is different from begging God. You are claiming what is yours. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? We are going to learn how you claim those things. Hallelujah. Because what happens is uh, life will throw things at you. The laws of nature will throw things at you. You cannot just accept everything. You do not have to accept everything that throws at you. One thing that, uh, that we know, people grow. You grow old. But if you believe just to say, once you grow old, at some stage, it's, it's like normal to have uh, 
you know, these diseases and problems. You sort of accept it. You have those problems if you accept it. But refuse. You have a choice. You have the choice to refuse them. Because it does not align with the word of God. Anything that nature throws at you that do not align with the word of God, that is contrary to the word of God, that thing is a lie. That thing is a lie. But if you believe a lie to be true, that lie would appear, you manifest in your life and you die. Reject it. Don't take it. When you see something, just go into the word of God. Is this thing in the word? If it's not there, then it's a lie. I cannot take it. If you exercise your authority and you feel like the thing is still persistent, I think Pastor Lelene was showing, was sharing a testimony. The thing was persistent. Go to someone with a higher authority. Because it is a spiritual law to say the, the lesser will always bow to, to, the, to the greater. There is always some levels. Even in the demoniac forces, there are ranks. There are ranks. Are you hearing me? So do not allow anything that is thrown at you to say, ah, no, it's part of life. Wait. <laughs> not, not me. I also refuse. So anything that is not aligned to the word, it must submit to the word of God. Are you hearing me? It must submit to the word of God. I think it's Job, Job 3.25. Give me that verse. Job was saying, the very thing that he feared most, he said, it has come upon me. My God. Look at that verse. For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. So this man, the Bible says he was the most righteous person that time. Most powerful person that time. But he had this great fear in him. What a contradiction. Are you walking in fear? So in other words, this should tell you that the things that you fear most, those things, may, they are likely to happen to you. I remember my own brother, my elder, my elder brother. I was young that time. He mentioned to say, he mentioned a statement. He says, ah, you know, one thing that I do not like and that I fear most in this life, that was him speaking. He said, there are two things. He said, ah, I fear death. I don't like dying and growing old. <laughs> he mentioned those two things. I still remember his words. It's getting old and dying. Ah, these things are terrible. I don't like them. And I'm afraid of those things. But something happened. 
at the age of um, less than 40, I think 38, he passed on. So I was just looking at this scripture of Job to say these things sometimes that we fear most, those are the things sometimes comes to us. So you need to face those things that you fear most. Exercise your authority. To say, I will not be fearful. Take charge. Speak to them. Bring it down. Cast it down. To say, you are under my feet. Defeated by the cross. Hallelujah. Speak life to yourself. Sanctify yourself with the word of God. Hallelujah. You need to challenge things. Challenge them. Don't accept anything that comes your way. Don't accept. Unless you don't have a mouth. Do I have people who have got mouth? <laughs> you can speak. You can exercise your authority. And another thing, don't compare yourself. You know, people get discouraged when things are not happening the way they expect. We get discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Can you give me Psalm 73? I want to show you something there that will encourage you. Sometimes we have this temptation where people, we put things. You have your own checklist. God, me, I pray. I fast. I give a tithe. I attend church. But why is it my life is not moving? Ah. Why is it my, my prayer is not answered? So you are focusing on what you can do. You. You have forgotten what God did for you. Because if you feel entitled, but what you have done, having a checklist, a prayer, fasted, I did this, I did this, therefore I deserve this. It's now works. Those are called works. It's no longer grace. Grace because you are given what you are not supposed to be given. Are you hearing me? Salvation came to you from the foundation of the world before you were born. Born a sinner, you find already salvation, you know, in a silver platter. God has already calculated the formula. Okay, you are born a sinner. This thing, this, if you take salvation, then you leave. This is the reason why when you do, a, you have a checklist. I pray, I did this, I did this. Therefore, I deserve this. If those things do not happen, and then you feel, you feel now discouraged, offended. You start looking at people who are unbelievers. You see them, they, they are prospering, everything is okay. You know, they do this, just like, for them, it's like, like pressing a button. They win this job, they get it. You as child of God, you are struggling. Give me some Psalm 73. There was a, you know, one of the psalmists there. The sons, is, is it the son of 
Asaph, who was writing that psalm. Do you have someone to read for me? Psalm 70, is it 73? A psalm of Asaph. Yes. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My so he says, my feet was almost gone. This person was almost backsliding. Look at the reasons why. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Mm -hmm. For there are no bands in the death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. They are not in trouble. Everything seems, seems good. Yes. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. What they is that? The Bible says they are even their eyes bowed with, with abundance. You know, someone is even obese. They are eating everything. They are getting everything. That's what the Bible says. Keep on going. These are unbelievers. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongues walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and the waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued, and chastened every morning. If I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should have fanned against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down in destruction. Hallelujah. Just stop there. Hallelujah. Otherwise, we keep on going. But here the thing is, do not be discouraged what is happening around you. Hallelujah. Challenge those things. Because sometimes children of God, we have this tendency of just accepting things that they come. And we cry to God. No. Learn from the Bible, the word of God, what it says. What the Bible, the word of God says. And then challenge those things. Hallelujah. God has given you a mouth to speak. Hallelujah. Psalms 40, 45 from verse number 1. The Bible says, my heart overflows with a good matter. Hallelujah. And my tongue is like a pen of a ready writer. So if you have a tongue, the Bible says, my tongue is like a pen of a skillful writer. That means use your tongue to reshape your life. Speak forth into the future. It doesn't mean that if you, you know, if you, if you bless yourself. You say, I am highly favored. Even if there's nothing that looks like uh, favor around you. <laughs> you are shaping using your what? <laughs> so sometimes we discourage ourselves. You look into the mirror, you just go like, hey. Ah, am I really highly favored? You are because that's what the word of God says. Speak forth. Do not look at your outward, out, is it outward appearance. 
But believe what the word says. Speak forth. I'm highly favored. I'm going for this interview. Hallelujah. Me, I was doing some crazy stuff. I remember this, uh, this job uh, that I desired in my country. That time, you know, it was very difficult. The Zimbabwean dollar was uh, worthless. When I say worthless, it means worthless. To buy a loaf of bread, you need $3 million. I remember one day going to work, getting a taxi, just like from here to, this, to the city. Getting a taxi, $72 billion, $26 billion. By the time I finished work, eight hours at five, the taxi was now $70, $72 billion. <laughs> it sounds like crazy, eh? <laughs> I remember a man, she knows. I remember a man who went to the bank. He also knows. To deposit some money, having this wheelbarrow in the, you know, a second, then he was standing in the queue. That time, I think China was supplying all these uh, money counting machines. You just put a bunch, you know, like a brick, you just put it there. You go brrr, two seconds, and then it will tell you this is, this is one million. <laughs> people were busy sweating, you know, counting. Some people, I was like, oh, these papers. The time you get paid that very day, you know, your, th your three trillion dollars, you need to run fast to the, to the streets to get it changed to the American dollars so that you buy at least that money will be equivalent to buy maybe 20 US dollars. Because if you don't buy that very day, tomorrow it will, buy, it will be worth even two dollars US. <laughs> so I wanted a job with uh, this. Um, um, they called a not-for-profit not organization, World Vision. I wanted a job there. These guys were getting paid in U.S. dollars. Hey, everyone wanted a job there. If there is a vacancy, everyone was applying. They were overwhelmed with applications. One day, I just said, I need a job in that company. So I went there. You know, I was not looking for anything. I wanted to step my feet because I was saying, if I step my feet, I possess. I went to that office. I just walked around. Say, how can we help? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just passing by. Ah, okay, oh, thank you, sir. And then I went out. But I spoke something there. I said, I'm, I'm coming here. I've got a job here. Yeah. The next thing, uh, opportunity came. That's the, uh, the part of testimony that I was sharing. They wanted to reject me. They said, no, 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 he's, he's uh, from outside. We cannot take him. We want to promote within. The manager, I think, he did not know me. He started defending me from nowhere. He actually man, he testified to me when I was hired to say, ah, no, do you know the reason of delay? We hired you in October that time. But I started the job in January. He said, ah, the delay was because of one man, you know, our super boss. He was rejecting, says he wanted, but I kept on saying, no, 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 no I want that boy. Why? Because you just need to exercise your authority. Be practical. Where you want to be, if possible, go. Step, because it says, you, you know, where, where your feet shall spread, you shall possess the land. Exercise your authority. Do those things. Hallelujah. They may sound crazy. You know, that's how authority, authority and faith, it sounds crazy. Do things that are extraordinary, that are not ordinary. Hallelujah. Exercise your authority. Hallelujah. 
Rewrite your story with your, with your mouth. Speak it. Me, I am highly favored. Speak to yourself. Even if you know, one of my, maybe sometimes, I remember a man was told, uh, you, why are you ugly? He was told a long time ago at primary school. That thing haunted him for years until he became my pastor. And he was saying, I still remember those words as if they are fresh. Someone told me I'm, I'm ugly. So it killed his confidence. Until one day he came out through the scriptures, what God was talking to him. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Then he says, what? This is the truth. He was liberated from that. He was holding on to that to say, oh, finally I am free. But I tell you, that time when he discovered he was already over 40 years. So he stayed in that prison for what? From nearly 40, nearly 30 years. Yeah, in that wilderness. Going right and round. You know, he said, ah, me, I think I'm ugly. You know, it's, because that boy told him the strong words. He said, your, your lips are thick like sausages. Why? Young, young, so ugly. Like two bananas. <laughs> so, you felt bad, really. Talk of bullying at high school. Kids, you, there are some kids who think that these ones are inspired by the devil, really. It's not normal. How can someone say, your, your lips are so thick like two sausages, like bananas? <laughs> I think he, he, went, he went home and then he looked in the mirror. And just, I think this is true. <laughs> I think he went like, I think these people are true. So it killed his confidence completely. <laughs> so, young people, don't be someone bullying you. Just saying, ah, you're a small boy. You don't know what you're talking about. Tell, you, tell that person tomorrow, this time, I'll deal with you. <laughs> yeah. If they continue, just say, I'll rule over you. One day I'll hire you. One day I'll hire you. I'll be here in Townsville. Set up a big company. You'll come to my interview. You'll see me. We will meet. <laughs> yeah. Challenge everything that rises against you. Don't keep quiet if that tongue, that speak against you to say, ah, you're not going anywhere. Say, me, I'm going far. Yeah. Challenge it. You know, when we talk about, maybe here in Australia, we talk about driving, you know, it's like everyone, you know, it's, they drive. It's, it's too easy. But myself, uh, when I get my, getting my license back home, getting a car was like almost something impossible. You look at, there's no loan there. <laughs> if you are if you are to buy a car, it's out of your savings. Or you're driving a company car as a benefit. So I started doing my learners. You know, you know, at that time, it was almost impossible to drive a car. Some people were saying, you, which car are you planning to drive? I said, yeah, I'm preparing myself. Yeah, you'll see me. I'll pick you. <laughs> yeah. That time I was working for this other company. So, you know, they were company cars. You 
people just say, ah, you know, only those people, you know, the bosses. I'm preparing myself. Yeah. Surprising. The moment I got my, my license, I didn't even stay long. The grace opened from nowhere. Offers for the car, just take you pay later. Oh, so, ah, this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. My first car was a Mazda 323. <laughs> my goodness. You know, I got it so cheap. I think it was almost for free that, uh, you know, I can't remember the value of it. That was the favor of God. Amen. When it was raining, the wipers were not even working. <laughs> Aircon was not even working, you know, it became foggy. I can't really see. You have to pull out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> used to tell my friend, can you be wiping so that I'm <laughs> I was young. You know, from grace to grace. <laughs> yeah. Look at myself now. Hey, God is good. <laughs> it's by the grace of God, I'm telling you. Mm. Hallelujah. The Bible says your stomach will be filled with the fruit of your lips. What are the fruit of your lips? It's the words that you speak. Speak good things, you will receive good things. Bless yourself. Bless your wife. I like the Bible, the, the, the book of Ephesians chapter 5. My God, that illustration. Talking about men. The same. Husbands, love your wives. Should I go deeper? <laughs> Just like Christ also loved the church. Hallelujah. And gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the word that we speak even to our wives, they are a cleanser. My wife, you are so beautiful. You are so lovely. Oh my God. You remember the Mother's Day? Some people are still, they, they still saying, so what did you say to her? Someone wrote me an email, Pastor, what did you say to her? Why did she laugh and cry? I speak sweet things, sweet words. To make her smile. To make you, to beautify her more. By the words. Hallelujah. Why was Christ doing that? It's so amazing to say, you know, he cleansed it, washed by the washing of, oh, 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 by the word. That he might present to himself. So in other words, he will beautify the wife. That is the church. Beautify, beautify by the words. Oh, you are wonderful, my dear. Beautify. Oh, there's no one like you. Oh, you are so wonderful. Oh, highly favored. Hallelujah. So that, so that when she's beautiful, he presents that to himself again. My goodness. It's so hard. So in other words, I, I, I receive. I receive. <laughs> so, so, the men are going to. I hope the men won't throw me. <laughs> so you sanctify yourself, sanctify even your wives with the words. You know, even the environment at home will start changing. You start eating good food. You know, when they start feeding you again, it's a problem again because you are growing in your body. You are also exercising, trying to exercise. Hey, my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cleansing by the way that he may present to himself a glorious church. 
without spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. You can sanctify your marriage faster. Sanctify your marriage. Ah, oh, my husband. By the way, you know, you are a king. My king. You know, just like Abraham used to call Sarah, Sarah, my king, my lord. I know in Australia, if you, you know, they say equal rights, you know, there is no submission. But as we're children of God, we put that aside. We put that aside. We don't. As children of God, we abide by the word of God. We learn from the principle of the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, wives also. Automatically, after those things, the wives will also submit. It becomes automatic. Because they are getting what they want. They love. All is what is required. Hallelujah. So, we learned these things from the word of God. Speak good things. Speaking good things. Hallelujah. So, the words that we speak, they sanctify, they purify, they cleanse so if you take words that kills, you know, cursing everything, you know, those things, they manifest. They manifest those things. When you start the reaping what you sow again, you start crying again. And if God can reveal to you, to say, but it's you who said it. You shot yourself in the foot. You've been shooting yourself. No, but it's not our portion. Hallelujah. For us, we bless each other. Hallelujah. Our words are seasoned with salt. Hallelujah. Speak encouragement to your brother. Speak life to your sister. Hallelujah. Encouraging one another. Hallelujah. Clapens for Jesus. I am loving this sermon. So, once you study the Bible, the word of God, you realize God has already blessed us. Ephesians chapter 1. He blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us before the foundation of the world. He predestined us to adoption as sons. Already predestined. Hallelujah. If he has called you to say, ah, you, you are going to be great. I put you into a position of greatness. Even if the devil tried to kill you to do anything here, it doesn't matter. You will get there. Hold on to the promise. Just like Joseph, hold on to the promise of God. Hold on to the dream. Speak forth to say, I do not take all this kind of nonsense around me. I am going somewhere. Do not compromise. Refuse to compromise. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So study the word of God. Know what the promises of God are for you. Knowing to say you are predestined. You have been accepted by our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not rejected. You don't feel sorry for yourself in your prayer to say I am nothing. Oh my God. To say that's humility. Oh, I don't feel, oh my God, I'm like a cockroach before you. Oh God, you are so great. Me, I'm just like a cockroach. And no, you are not. That's an insult to the cross. Yeah, because when Christ created you, he created someone like him. Hallelujah. Powerful. 
a masterpiece. When he looked at the finished product, he went like, wow, this is good. And here's the good thing now, looking down at himself, ah, I'm, I'm nothing, I'm like a, I'm a, like a gross over No, that's an insult. Jesus died for you. For you to be great. You need to be bold enough to stand up and say, I am great. Even if you don't feel like, speak it. Hallelujah. Be arrogant about it. Show forth. Hallelujah. Dress well. Hallelujah. Dress like a business person. Dress like a millionaire. And speak it. Hallelujah. I usually, when each morning, you know, our house is facing, I think, the, is it the east way the sun comes from. So the prayer room, usually the light, each time you open, the, you know, the light comes in. Each time when I just stand there, when the light starts hitting my face, I just speak a word. Today I'll be shining like that light. Brighter and bright. Prophesying to yourself. Hallelujah. Even you're going to work, you know, don't complain of the sunshine to say, ah, the light is just, speak for the word, connected to the light. I will shine like this light in my life. Prophesy to yourself. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Are you blessed? My goodness. Jesus himself. He gave us salvation. By grace saved. Salvation is a package. Some people reject it. Some people take it. So here the word it says, take what's yours. Hallelujah. God cannot infuse the thing in you. It's given to you. It's available. Those that want it, they grab it. That is called lambano. They lambanoid. Lambanoid means go grab it yourself. Be forceful. It will not come to you. You take it. Hallelujah. If you don't take it, you lose it. Hallelujah. Salvation has been made available for everyone. In this generation, even in those that is yet to come, no other formula is going to be applied. Same formula. Some people, are they not going to hell? They are going to hell. Yet, yet with their sins already paid for. Why? Because it's out of choice. They reject the word. They reject salvation. Hallelujah. Sometimes we go to the hospital. Can I pray for you? Someone says, no, sorry, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. you know, in Australia here, yeah, just says, sorry, mate, I'm good. <laughs> so, but you just want... This person just need help. I have the sol sol solution to this, this small thing. This time someone says, no, no, thank you. Yeah. You can't force it on people. They also have their authority. We respect. Even Jesus used to respect other people's authority. He used to ask, do you want to be made well? And some people say yes. Some people say no. You're son of Joseph. You are weird. You, you, you do that to you follow a, a doctrine that we don't understand. So don't pray for me. And then you leave them. It doesn't force. Yeah. 
Now Jesus comes and says in the book of Revelation, that behold, I stand in the door and I knock. Anyone who hears my voice and open, I will dine with him. I will eat with that person. <laughs> you know, he doesn't force. He, he's just saying, I'm knocking at the door. Right now as I'm speaking, someone is not yet born again. God is speaking to you. I am knocking at your door. Open your heart. But the person chooses not to. And you don't know when your time is going to be up. He says, um, if you open the door, hear my voice. Open the door. I will dine with you. We're talking about a king. King of kings. Hallelujah. Hey, it's for me. Ah, When this king of kings says, I, I want to eat with you. Know, can you invite me? For dinner. Hey, I'll go running. I remember I was invited by another great man, a great businessman in his year in Townsville. He called me and says, Ah, Pastor, can you can we meet? And I want to take you for the, for, for lunch. I was so excited because I knew already everything is paid for. <laughs> I don't have to pay anything. But in Australia, by the way, it's not like in Africa. I learned it, you know, I remember this man. I was minding my own business one day. Then, then I was new in Australia 2014. Then he says, ah, you know, can we, can we meet for coffee? I need to invite for coffee. I went with my wife. Ah, we were so excited. Ah, obviously, we didn't expect much. Then we, we ate and ate. We ordered and <laughs> enjoyed. And then I saw him paying. Then I said, my wife, how come he's, he looks like he's paying for his own? <laughs> says, yeah, yeah. Then she says, ah, here, you, you have to pay for us. I said, but ah, why did he call me then? <laughs> you invite me. Where I come from, if you invite me, you have to feed me because <laughs> you can't pay for yourself. I was doing my own things, having my own budget. It, I was, that was not budgeted for. And then you say, uh, can, we, can you come? Let's have a dinner. Then, then I come, then you, you want to pay for yourself. Ah. <laughs> then I was told, it's a culture here. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but thank God, thank God. Now this, now I was a bit cautious of the words. Now this businessman, then he calls me, says, "Pastor, can we go for dinner, for 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 lunch?" And then we eat somewhere. It's quite expensive, you know. So I, I was, did you say you are inviting me, or you said you are taking me? <laughs> because I need to understand very well. <laughs> I've made a few mistakes, so I don't want to read. This is, I'm, yeah, I'm taking your turn. I knew, okay, every, so everything's paid for. Then that's fine. You know, just there you eat everything. You know, I know everything's paid for. This one, coffee. I doesn't throw it away. Yeah. Ah, this one is good. This one, you know, it's a buffet. You just spoil this one. Ah, this one, no. I know my position. It's paid for. So I am free. I'm not panicking or to say I'm worried in case my budget. No, no. Just like sin. Salvation. What, what we are talking about. has been paid for. So what you need to do is take this Jesus. Who is knocking at the door. Open for him. Dine with him. And you will solve many problems. Even when, while you are eating with Jesus there. You can be talking. Okay, you know my son is, not un is unwell. Now he can deal. He can deal with so many things. Hallelujah. 
you can even detain him to say, you, you are not going anyway. You are now part of the family. You are now, you're, Jesus, you are not going anyway. Remember, is it uh, Songs of Solomon? I behold him. When I got him, I could not let him go. I, until I bring him to my mother's house. I was talking about Jesus. Do not let this Jesus go. Otherwise, you will see your neighbors prospering, full of joy, because they found him. And you yourself, you are just worried. Ah, things are not moving. Why? Because you are letting him go. So once, when, he, when he's knocking, open the door for him. Dine with him. He'll bring deliverance. He'll bring joy. He'll bring color to your life. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. Hallelujah. Lay hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. I pray that I make the word of God so sweet and sweet and sweet and sweet. Hallelujah. We are about to close. So now do you see why people are destroyed? It's because they are rejecting what is theirs. What was given to them, they are rejecting it. But as for me and my house, we will continue to claim what is mine. I will not apologize. I will claim. I will claim what is mine. Hallelujah. So now I've learned to say, God does not force things on, on us. He makes things available to everyone. Anyone who believes, come and grab. If I say, anyone who wants this phone here, come and get it. And you are sitting there. It's an example. Love it. Don't, sit, don't stand up and come and grab my phone. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that, in the kingdom of God, these are, if they say the first one who comes and grab it, it's yours. Someone even from the back can come running and, and grab it. I heard a man of God who was testifying, who was saying, that particular day there was a grace of healing. He mentioned, that was Prophet Hubert Angel, to say, God wants to heal someone with, um, you know, someone with a son with Down syndrome. There was a man in front with a son, but he was dragging his feet. There was a guy from Nigeria who was at the back. He came running, overtook. It happened, the son was healed, but not the other man. It was only for one person that particular day. So the things of God, they want to be seized. You need to seize it, lambano it, claim it, grab it. Hallelujah. Don't care about your neighbor. Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11, 12, it's actually 12, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. And the violence shall... Shall take it by force. Hallelujah. Be attentive. Hallelujah. Have this attitude. To say everything was paid for me. Every, I was given everything. Hallelujah. So we should not continue to pray for things that are already given to us. No. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. We are going to pray.
we are going to pray. Most of us sometimes were saying we are waiting for God to do certain things because you pray, you see things are not moving, you are saying I'm waiting for God, waiting for God. But sometimes in some things, you discover that maybe God is also waiting for you to claim it. You cannot be praying for a phone to say, if I say, okay, I'm giving away this phone to anyone who comes and get it here. And you are sitting there and you are saying, I'm waiting for God to give me a phone. How is it going to be answered, your prayer? The offer has already been done. You are not taking it. You are not taking it. God cannot do certain things. There are some things that we, we can pray and ask God. But there are very few of them. If we look very carefully in the scripture, there are very few things that we can ask God today. Because God is no longer in a habit where he's sort of... Um, Sometimes we, we see God as if he's sitting on a throne somewhere in heaven. When we pray, you know, all these prayers are coming to him. And you'll be deciding, okay, uh, Patrick, your prayer. Now I'm looking at your prayer. He's already answered. Okay, I answer you. This one, ah, uh, okay. I cannot answer you because yesterday you did this. Wait uh, until you fix your things. And uh, this one, oh, let's see. Ah. Uh, Okay, this one. No, no, no. He's not, uh, he's not doing that. No, he's not. He's not. How many people agree with me? <laughs> Maybe people are not. I'm, uh, people are not. Uh, this is shocking. People are not agree. <laughs> yeah. For example, healing. God, can you heal? Ask for healing. But at the same time, did you know that he says in his word, you go out and heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Authority has been given to you. So you cannot be crying to him anymore. Hallelujah. So we need to have um, this revelation and understand. The only thing we can pray more is about knowing him. Knowing him. Get to understand, experience God. Get the full revelation. Hallelujah. Once you grow in revelation, then you will know, okay, these are the things that I can pray for. These ones are my promises. I can claim them. Hallelujah. We have got two prayer points that we are going to pray. According to, first we are going to pray according to the book of Ephesians chapter Chapter 1, verse number, number from verse number 15. The Bible says, Therefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, you know, that part of uh, wisdom and revelation, very powerful. Because once you get the full revelation of what God has done for you, of what God is to you, what his promises are for you, 
And then you begin to claim those things that you already given to you. Hallelujah. But if you do not understand, you don't have a revelation, your prayer will be, pray, will be amiss. And God cannot change his, cannot violate his own word because you are ignorant. Because if you make a wrong prayer, God cannot change it and say, okay, because you did not know, I have to reduce myself and change it and answer it. No, he does not change. He maintains his integrity of his word. He does not change his word. It is only us who need to change and know the things that God has promised us. Pray that in the revelation of his knowledge, of the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? There are some inheritance for the saints. Hallelujah. But if those things we do not know them, we are in darkness. The devil beginning to just to lie to us. And this is the reason why people are destroyed. Because we take all the kind of nonsense that, is, that the life throws at us. But once your eyes are opened and you know, so this is my inheritance. So all oh, these things is mine. This is my right. You begin to claim it. Hallelujah. Verse number 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us as who believe? The power that we have. If only God can reveal the power that we have. Where you can just speak a word. And your problem will just melt just like that. And you don't look back to see whether the thing is still there or not. Because you know this is done already. You pray. This is the kind of uh, revelation that we want to pray. Hallelujah. To pray for. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.